0: what's up everybody welcome to the sank cast and i'm really excited we have a special episode this week um it's just me as far as the sank staff adam pastor of sank but we have a special guest today uh his name is josh shields you want to say hi to everybody josh
1: what's up guys hi
0: (laughs) uh josh i'm so excited you're here um For you guys to know, so just a little introduction before we get into it. Um, You know, like we've been talking about at Sync pretty much every week, the past few weeks is, uh, as a community, we're just wrestling with the idea of how we can play a role in the racial injustices that have come to the forefront in the past few weeks. Obviously, they've been there for hundreds of years, but just in a new way lately. And, And so we've just been... Trying to engage in this conversation, and I just heard my baby Jude in the background screaming. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> extra blessing for you guys. Uh, but part of our journey that we've talked about as communities, we want to learn and we want to listen. Right now, we want to just sort of absorb um, as much information as we can, just so we can be more aware of of how we can play a role, how we can play a part. And so, uh, obviously, many of you are part of the the be the bridge. Uh, discussion group that's going on, and just thankful for that. Uh, but as part of that, uh, man, I I got introduced to Josh through his dad. I know uh, Josh's dad, uh, Dave Shields, works with me at the church, and uh, Josh has a podcast himself.
1: Yes, yes, and- I do. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast again? Um, it's called The Small World. It's capital T and then capital D uh, W. Yeah, the small little
0: okay. capital S. The Everything. Small and this, world. Yeah, first letters are capital. E- right, right. Yeah. So uh Dave let me know about that. And, um and this specific episode, day I think it was like a week after um the George Floyd uh murder and, and, and so Josh had made an episode about a little of his journey, but also just about racial injustice in America and and man, I just loved it so much and so as soon as I listened I I talked to your dad, Dave, and I was just like, man, is there any way you think Josh would want to come on ours? Um, I'm glad yeah, you uh, have me
1: on. I really dude, appreciate it's it. It's great to have you.
0: Yeah, I'd love for you if you'd be, uh, if you could just give us a little intro into yourself. We're going to get into some some deeper stuff, but just to give everybody a little uh, intro into you, a little bit, your background, who you are, what you enjoy in life, all, all that right. kind of stuff.
1: Well, um, I'm Josh Shields. Uh, you, you know, everyone calls me whatever, you know, Josh or Shields. And, uh, yeah, like I said, like like Adam said, he knows my dad through uh, his work. He works over in Menlo. And then I have my mom. She also has her own nonprofit. And right now we have a, a foster kid at home, and uh, it's a girl. And then I have my younger brother, Damascus, but we call him DMAG. And so, yeah, it's pretty much us. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we've traveled around a bit. Um, <clears throat> this is my second time in the States. So the last time I was in the States, I was, I was, I think I was eight years old. And then we moved over to the Philippines for five years. And then now I'm back and uh, just trying to, you know, make it through college. So yeah, that's a little bit yeah. about myself.
0: Yeah, man. And, and part of the reason I thought it'd be cool to have you on is you're uh, your sort of in sync Age as well. I mean, you're on the the younger side yeah, for sure. 19, but, uh, yeah, nineteen. Yeah, you just did. You just graduate high school. Is that sort of where Yeah, you're at? yeah. I
1: just I just graduated, and I just officially finished my first semester or first year of well, two semester first year of college, which is pretty crazy. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah,
0: that is crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize that.
1: So, what are some
0: things? uh, Just to get to know you a little better, like what are some things that you enjoy in life, like some hobbies, Um, passions, uh, uh, what are you all about?
1: Yeah, I do have a big passion for uh, soccer, Uh, just sports in general, but specifically soccer just because I've played it for so long and it's been how I've made most of my friends like also internationally. And um, I also, this is just a random one, one of my favorite hobbies is going to the movies. I know that's really weird, you know, not a lot of people like to go to the movies, but (laughs) That's one thing that I really enjoy. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. What are, yeah, what are some of now. your
0: favorite movies? Huh? What are some of your favorite movies?
1: Oh, okay. In no order, I would go *Pursuit of Happiness*, <laughs> *Shrek 2*. Oh wow! Yeah, just because I love *Shrek 2*. <laughs> and um, I don't know, third one. I don't really, but I don't really have a third favorite movie, but those two right there.
0: That's hilarious, man. Yeah, I, if, yeah. If you would have told me to guess. <laughs> yeah. to your favorite movies, those would not be in my top 100 guesses. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that's sweet. That's sweet, man. Well, yeah, you, you also mentioned this a little bit ago. Uh, but if you don't mind, I'd love for you to share with us a little of your background. It, it's such a uh, a varied background of like where you're from and oh, where you've lived. And, yeah. And, and, and that's part of your, you know, you just have an interesting view on on uh, different issues because of your background. So I'd love to hear a little more about that.
1: Yeah, so uh, when I was younger, I'm adopted. And uh, actually also my mom's also adopted, so both me and my mom. But I'm adopted from Kenya. My parents, they uh, were called to go back, I mean, will, to go to Kenya and start up a <clears throat> just a school for people that couldn't really make it to school, like, or afford it. And so they just started a nonprofit through their church. And while, they're, while they were there, they adopted me. At officially, the, I think at the age of four, I was adopted. And uh, yeah, and then my brother was actually born there, and then we lived there for six years, five, six years. So I went to school there, and then we moved to the States for two years. And then while I was also in the States, I got to travel around different places. One place that I really enjoyed traveling was Panama. We went there to build you know, a oh, couple cool. schools new infrastructure. And then when I got back here from Panama, after two years, I moved to the Philippines and we lived there for five years. And, um, and my parents were still doing, uh, you know, their, their mission and they were, you know, they were still into the uh, nonprofit stuff. And uh, yeah, I went to school in the Philippines too. And then after five years of that, five, six years of that, I moved right back to the States so, yeah, now I'm back here. Wow. Just going to school. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, traveling. So,
0: it is, man. It's so incredible. I can't imagine uh, just the different things you've experienced and seen. Uh, so just trying to keep track. So Kenya.
1: Yeah, Kenya. States,
0: Panama, Philippines, states again. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. And then I've also been to like a couple other places in Asia, like Malaysia, Singapore, um, a few islands. I'd probably say like maybe six islands in the Philippines, and some other places in uh Central America and Europe. Just wow. because I, you know, when you when you travel to Europe, I mean, when you travel to Africa, you got to go through Europe.
0: Sure, just sure. Yeah. 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 That's wild, man. Well, what are some of the things? Uh, that you've learned along the way? Like you've experienced so many different things and this could be related to our our topic of, of racial justice, but it could just be anything else. I'm just curious, anything stick out or just things you've picked up along the way or experienced?
1: Um, one thing that, I mean, I picked up, well, there are two things, two or three. One thing that has always kind of stuck to me is just uh, always being able to, talk to different people you know you know being able mm. to sit down and have conversations with different people relate to people you know not judge them based off of you know what you think is weird or what they're doing is weird also just because of being around different cultures you kind of also have to look at it through a cultural relativity you know or cultural relativity like oh yeah, yeah so you have to keep that in mind and i think that also kind of boosts your uh it boosts the way you treat others, too, just because you, you kind of have more of an understanding and you're not going into a relationship or friendship just judging based off of what you think. And uh, another thing is just being able to just adapt because it's really important, especially when you're going and meeting different people. You got to, you know, realize what's good here. You know, what what can you do in this culture? What can you do in this country or what can't you do in this country? It's good to be able to train yourself how to like adapt quick, I guess, which is something that's not really real, but it's, yeah. So just being very kind to people or being able to, you know, sit down and talk to people without, you know, having prior preconceived notions or, or, yeah. And then also just being able to just adapt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. And I think uh, both of those things are, our gifts in some way. I'm sure there's been insane amounts of difficulty that's come along with it. You know, even as, you know, I've never lived in a, another country, but even when I've taken like, um, students specifically on like foreign serving trips back when I lived in Chicago, like part of the benefit of those trips, wasn't the actual like work that's being done or anything. It's just the getting these students to, uh, see things in a new yeah, way yeah. and like, see people that are different than them and experience different culture. Exactly. And so that, that totally makes sense, man. And
1: yeah, um, cause and that's, that's what, what, what I, that, yeah, yeah. Cause that's what yeah. I think. It's really important for, uh, because I think a lot of people that don't really, or get un- uncomfortable thinking or talking about race, they haven't really been in another culture or another country. So their perspective or points of views on a specific thing or such as race is going to be very small because they haven't really been challenged to think a certain way or a different way from them.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They've only known one way of thinking, one group of people, uh, one mindset, one, one worldview. That totally makes sense. And even the your what you said about adaptability or being able to adapt, I can relate in a very, very small way. <laughs> my, my dad was a football coach in Oklahoma and we, <laughs> again, a very small way, but we would just (laughs) move uh, around, um, a lot of different towns when I grew up. I think I lived in something like five to seven different towns. So it was still in the States in this, um, in Oklahoma. But even that, like I, I learned how to adapt because I, you know, I'd meet a new group of friends. I go to a new school Yeah, yeah, and you just, you develop these kind of tools and skills to like, uh, read the room Know how to sort of adjust your personality yeah. a little bit helps you mature. Uh, so sh- yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, well, how about uh? So let's let's talk about just some of the stuff that's been happening in the past month, mm. month or two, and just in the sort of the latest resurgence of police brutality and justice. Uh, you know, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and and George Floyd. Yeah, what, right. I'd just love to hear wh- what have been your feelings? What have you been processing and and how have you experienced this t- here in the Bay Area?
1: Um, well, first for me, I like this one quote that Will Smith said. It said racial, ra- I think it was like police brutality isn't something new. It's just something that's been, you know, finally filmed. And for yeah. me, the way I see it is like not in a bad way, but It's always been there, so it wasn't very surprising or shocking. It's just I think this is the first time that we've we have all collectively seen it, like the video itself. Like I think this is the first time people it's being shoved in their faces. So in a good way, I think people kind of needed to see that because you know it's always been there. It's just this time in our era, it's being filmed more. So I obviously was you know very. Heartbroken over over that film. I was heartbroken that I was even, you know, being filmed and being shown so many times. And I think it's just sad that we have to see that to finally stand up for something that's obviously been a problem for a really long time, not just, you know, police brutality, but just racial inequality just in general yeah. in this country. So, again, like, I was... It's heartbreaking, but it's not... It wasn't something that I was shocked or something that, you know, made me feel super differently from. So yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard that quote from Will Smith as well. And it's yeah, it's really a, a heartbreaking quote, and I think it's spot on. It's just like uh that's been the biggest change is our ability to see it. And and I think you're uh, I, I totally agree with what you said too with specifically George Floyd. I mean, we there's been some videos in the past few years f- yeah. for sure. Um But yeah, it's just, it's frustrating for me. I'm just speaking my own conviction of just like, why did it take such a, a brutal, yeah. you know, us yeah. seeing it in this way that we, many of us, not everybody, many people are already sort of awakened to the realities, but something like this, has finally shaken. Yeah, I, th- I just yeah. think a big part of our country. And it's just sad that, it, you know, it had to be that. Well, you, you talked in your podcast, a little bit of your, your own experiences, uh, you know, living in the Bay, uh, in, in just, uh, your own process. I'd love for you to just share a little bit of that with, with our listeners of just what have you experienced and, and uh, how's that affected whether it's police or just uh, different ways people have looked at you or spoken to you. I love to just hear from your experience.
1: Well, yeah. In my podcast, I was just talking about, uh, a one, one incident that I had with uh, a police because like, um, the question was, uh, in my podcast that I had it, someone, you know, asked me anonymously was, are you afraid of the police? and I answered and I said oh yeah you know definitely I'm terrified of the police just being you know black in general already gives me like a disadvantage so every time I do see an officer you know I always have to think of how to act like extra differently and that's not just with the police like that's just black people with with any other person that's like non non non-black you know we have to think about how we're you know going to we're going to act think about what we're going to say Think you so i was just talking about how you know there's there's the disadvantages and people don't really understand the the disadvantages that you know that come with also being black so yeah it, yeah it's just very again you know it's very hard to to explain and very hard to put sure. into words but yeah i think that also this situation, you know, hopefully that, you know, brings brings out the conversation too, just like like what we're doing and same as my podcast. But yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah man. Well yeah, and I, I I'm sure it is hard to put into words and, and I think a certain level, the unfortunate part, like uh I'll never be able to understand exactly and and I think that's part of uh what we... I'm speaking specifically for for white folks, but this could be other uh, races as well, is just this empathy part of us. Uh, I talked about this at Sank a few weeks ago, but uh, Jesus talks about this word mercy in yeah. the Sermon on the Mount. And when you trace back the root of that word, it's a Hebrew word, kased, which sim- essentially means trying to see the world through the eyes of other people yeah. and sort of putting yeah. yourself in their shoes. And obviously... I'll never be able to do that completely, but it's I think it's time for many of us to to really exercise what that is. Just yeah. how Jesus showed us the example of like coming down to earth, putting his uh you know, he literally like was able to see the world through our eyes. Yeah. And now it's time for us to try our best to to understand that. Um
1: yeah. and, and, that's and that's
0: part of exactly what you said. I think part of why we have to have more discussions and, and it can be uncomfortable. I think you yeah, mentioned this earlier yeah. of like, you know, some people have a hard time talking about race, uh, issues cause you're afraid you might say the wrong thing or you might offend somebody or I don't know what to say. So I think it's time for us to just really, uh, be bold and courageous. Um,
1: I do. I do like what you said that, you know, how you you were talking about mercy. And I also think that also falls in line with just acknowledgement in our, just in our era in general, when we're talking about, you know, racism, because like a lot of people, you know, have a hard time just acknowledging it. And I think not acknowledging it makes it even more uncomfortable, like you know, obviously this video of George Floyd came out, you know, we can acknowledge that, but if that never came out, right. you know, not a lot of people would acknowledge it. And it just makes it right. very uncomfortable. I think that's, that's one reason why people get uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, dude, that's so good. Yes. And, and that's, I think that's a struggle. You know, I've, I've talked about this before it sank in the past month, but for some of us who, you know, in our minds, we think we see with equality or, or maybe we've had, you know, I mentioned this in our last ScentCast, but I grew up with uh just tons of friends who were black and uh, a lot of our family friends were. And so f- there was a part of me that was just like, oh, I myself am not racist, but then that would often uh shield me from, yeah. from acknowledging yeah. or just seeing exactly. all the other issues around yeah. me. And, uh, that's been a big conviction for me is like, okay, uh, I've got to look beyond like my own inner circle or my own friendships and like be able to see the stuff that is still like systematically and uh, just across the different parts of the world are just still uh, not where they should be. And so that's.
1: Yeah. I I like that answer. You know, instead of saying, you know, I'm not racist, you know, maybe just acknowledge that there's still, you know, a problem instead of saying I'm not racist because, you know, for me, when people say that, it's like you're trying to justify something that's not, I mean, something that's still a problem. Like you're trying to make it, you know, not seem like a big deal, but you just got to acknowledge it. Right.
0: Totally, man. And and especially, I think this is where the church can come into play. I think if any of uh, if anybody is called to not look the other way, it's it's the church. It's anybody that would call themselves a follower of Jesus. And I think that's been a little of our tendency in the past of just like uh, even if we might know some of this takes place in a different part of the country or maybe here, but just in ways that we can't see and. It's like, man, we, if there's any injustice that we're aware of and are being being aware of you know being known about like we should actively uh fight against that and i and again, I think that's been a sort of awakening piece for me. It's not just enough for me to say, like, man, that's horrible.' You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach my kids to not be that, or like I'm gonna call my friends out for saying a a joke or something. But it's like, no, I need to also be like Jesus and actively do what I can to to speak up against this or take action. Um, so, exactly. well, uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier we're we're in a season of just trying our best to learn. Um, a lot of what we're already saying, like how to acknowledge, how to see uh, injustices in a new way. Um, so I was just curious, what would you say, uh, to a group of young adults, you know, your age and, and a little older, um, just from your perspective, what would you say to, to us to help us understand, um, the deep racism that is around or how can we be a part of the solution as a group of young adults?
1: Yeah, I think the best, one of the best ways to do it is this is a pretty good example. It's just being able to sit down and talk about it and getting a group of people that can do it with you know respect and sincerity like it doesn't have to be uh uh a debate and it doesn't have to be something where you know, someone draws a point and that's just the main point. It could be many points, like multiple points can come together and you can conclude that maybe this is the best way to also um, have solutions. So, yeah, maybe just being able to regularly talk about it. It doesn't have to be like a planned thing where it's kind of like a scheduled thing and then it's done. I think that's been one of the issues when talking about racial inequality or or systemic racism or it just becomes such a – It's like a schedule. Like we have, like like for example, like uh, like Black History Month. Like it just becomes like one month, and then we're Uh, done. Right, right. Like it's got to become a a regular discussion. Maybe also check up on how you know, you know your your community is doing, and in terms of like how everyone else is seeing uh, the church. Like maybe get points of views from different, you know, people in your in your church from different races and just you know just being able to talk about it and then also i think being all able to come up with solutions to alleviate any racial tensions or or any Mm. inequality because you can always you know say that there's a problem but you know how how fast are you to you know come up with a solution and i think that those two would probably be the best way you know and the solutions don't always yeah. have to be perfect, you know. I think that that's just, that's probably why people are also afraid to talk about racism because they think that there needs to be a perfect solution. I think we just need to address the problem, you know, come together, talk about it. Yeah. Without any, like, it should be a safe room, no, you know, yeah, just a safe space. And then after talking about it, maybe some solutions that could be good for everyone or that can benefit everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, both those are so good. The you know, sort of the first thing you or one of the things you said, of just the how we have a tendency to talk about these kind of issues at certain times, and I I think the church is especially guilty of that. Like we have our sermon series once a year where it's talking yeah, about unjust injustice, and that's that's been something we've been talking about as a church is okay. How can we embed this? where we're talking about it every few months or we're getting a different voice in just so it's constantly a part of our DNA. Yeah. Um,
1: it makes it look like you guys want to change too, not just something that's, you know, yes, me, may, a maybe. Yeah, because,
0: right. It becomes uh more proactive and less reactive. It's like, Oh, well a video came out. So let's address it. And it's more like, no, let's, let's address it uh, throughout the year. Yeah, um, So I love that. And then, yeah, the other the other piece you said, I, I do think sometimes it's such a complex and like heavy issue that sometimes when it comes to solutions and action, yeah, I think sometimes we get a little almost paralyzed. We're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know right the right thing to do, and so ironically, we end up doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I think that's something that I've just been pushed and learning of just like okay, you might not know exactly what to do a hundred percent, but that is not an excuse to not do something. Right? Yeah, It's not an excuse to like take some steps.
1: So or find a way to improve it somehow.
0: Right. 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 Well, man, I've just, I love talking to you so much. I've, uh, I told you this before we got on, but I listened to your podcast. I'm excited to listen to more episodes. I yeah. listened to that one so far. Yeah. Uh, but before we sign off and just anything else you wanna uh, you want to add to this conversation to to help us or just uh, to learn better
1: um what I want to add on is don't be afraid to you know talk about what's going on and don't be afraid to be honest too because you know the only way that we can move forward as you know a race or the race that's looking for you know a solution to this is being honest about how we feel uh, being honest about you know, what solutions we want to see and be consistent with those, you know, honesties, conversations and solutions too. So, yeah, that's, that's all I would want to add on too. But yeah, thank awesome, you so man. much for having me on that's though, so you know,
0: dude, it is our, our pleasure. I'd love to have you back. Yeah. Uh, for I'd love to sure. have you at sank, sank sometime too. We maybe uh, get you up on stage. Um, uh, yeah, that'd be so cool, man. So cool. Uh, and so again, uh Josh's podcast is the small world. Yeah, the small the small world. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. Uh just appreciate just your courage and your boldness, you know, as yeah, a thank you a nineteen year old uh just diving into these conversations and yeah uh I think uh you know just the things we talked about can really help our community. So thank you so much. I really appreciate
1: it, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Man. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, dude. Our pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again uh, next week. Cool. See ya. Yes.